it going oh it's good all of my cats are like dead asleep well except shadow he just moved he was like laying so cutely on me and then like bolted away so i don't know where he is probably causing havoc okay great great yeah yeah we're having a lazy lazy day over here which is nice 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 what are you up to um i'm being the creepy <laughs> being a creepy neighbor like oh watching these two guys from out my window they're like standing in my okay tell me if i'm being paranoid they're like standing in my front yard ha- well not my front yard it's like they're standing in like the street in front of my house and they're like just out there talking but i've seen them like point to my car a couple of times and then Uh-oh. one of them pointed to my apartment <laughs> what And I can't tell if they're just, like, making gestures in, like, random directions or if they're, like, complaining about my car being parked. No, I would have. Or I don't know. Oh, your car's parked on the street? Yeah, but, I mean, it's parked where, like, all the other cars park. They seem to just be having a conversation, but it is, it feels a little weird that they're, like, pointing to my things specifically yeah no i would immediately think they were like hey trash that car roll it off a cliff and kill that girl in the apartment like right that, that's yeah immediately I'm what like, I and they like seem like they're in a like fine mood they're just like chilling but i they're just yeah they're just heavy murderers <laughs> Okay, well, let us know how that unfolds, because if you need to run away and, uh, you know, take shelter and go to a safe house, yeah. let us know. No, I'm sh- I mean, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> I'm not! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe, I don't, I don't know. They're just, like, still, they're still out there. I don't, I think it's the, I think one of them lives next door. Like in your building or next door to your building? Next door to, well, I live in a row home. So like not in my row home, but like the next one over. Oh, next question. What does Mushu think about all of this? Oh, Mushu hasn't come out from hiding since Chuni got back. Oh, Chuni's back. Chuni's back. <laughs> okay, follow up question. What does Chuni think about all of this? Chuni is asleep. Oh, so not helpful. Not helpful. I actually don't know where Chuni is. He's usually, if I can't find him, he's um, asleep in his cat tree, but he does not Aww. seem to be over there. So I don't know. Hmm. Maybe he's All right. in a. Maybe he's under the bed cuddling with Mushu. Or maybe it's like Mrs. Murphy and Tucker and he's escaped for just a <laughs> moment for your own protection to go sleuth out some suspicious activity yeah maybe he escapes to go guard my car (laughs) yeah yeah he's just like right under there just like swatting at their ankles (laughs) (laughs) maybe oh man yeah 
Well, well I'm going to uh, be distracted this whole time because I'm still watching them. I'm not going to stop oh. <laughs> watching them until they leave my the vicinity of my car. <laughs> no, I'm going to need, like, you know, maybe updates every 10 minutes or so as anything changes. So, yes, please keep us all updated on that. Because that's, like, not to be too excited about a real-life mystery in our yeah. midst, but uh, you got a real-life mystery in your midst. I, I mean, it's not that... It's a pretty, like, out-in-the-open mystery i'm sure if i just walked down there and like got something out of my car i would know what was going on Ooh, one more follow-up question yeah can you walk out there and ask them for their internet password so now <laughs> then you would get internet <laughs> that would be great hey guys you're really creeped me out i think you owe me your wi-fi yeah. password <laughs> um hey you two stop loitering around my car also i need your internet <laughs> also give it give me also give, give me the nets give me give me the internet give it to me any updates um one of them is standing like directly in front of my car what like directly in front of it yeah i don't like that because especially like if it's it parked either. on the street like, what is like what's going on Guys, we're not even going to talk about the book today. We're I just giving you a blow by blow. Watch these two guys loiter around my car. Do you think could his car be the one that you're? Are you parked? Like, is your front bumper against? You know, like, are you? No, parked? there's a car parked behind me, but not in front. Not well. Someone's pulling in right now in front of me. But like, my street is so like empty all the time that like there's probably a full car length in front of me and like half a car length behind me i'm so invested in this right now (laughs) i know i don't understand okay so there's a lady that just pulled in in front of me okay like to park or in like into like a are you okay wait question about how you're parked yeah are you parked so there's no car in front of you is that because there's a driveway that someone could turn into in front of you no no, it's like a full street of like parking, just free for all parking. Oh, and there's just no one parked in front of you. There's just no one parked in front of me. Like there's okay. there's no lines, there's no sidewalk signs, there's no like there's nothing. You can just park wherever you want. Okay. So this lady that just pulled in, is she parking in front of you now? Uh she already parked because there were like two car lengths of blank space, so she parked in front of me but not like directly in front of me there's like a small car can still fit in between us okay so she's leaving a a decent a decent amount of space yeah because this guy is standing in the way she couldn't have even parked in front of me if she wanted to because there's a person standing in the spot what a weirdo does she seem to know those guys has she gotten out yet uh she did she just got out and like blew right past them and walked inside so she didn't seem to be concerned about it hmm Okay, well, it's also not her car that he's standing in front of and pointing at. <laughs> right. And they seem to be, like, like another lady just drove by and they, like, waved at her. And then some, like, other guys walked down the street on the sidewalk and he went over and was like, hey, what's going on? I'm like, well, What is this? The friendly neighborhood exactly. murder squad? I know. <laughs> like, maybe they're just friendly neighborhood people and they're like, yeah, that bitch who never comes out of her house. <laughs> Have you seen how many cats she has in that apartment and also puts in this car? <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe that like could actually be exactly what we're 
like maybe I'm the crazy one and they're like maybe she's a murderer she never comes out she has so many (laughs) so many cats look at this car not even registered to Maryland oh yeah you haven't changed your plates yet no I haven't (laughs) (laughs) I mean you haven't been there that long but I haven't interesting interesting okay Hmm. Are they still? They're still there. I know. I mean, instead, two minutes. Doesn't look like they're, <laughs> they're planning on moving anytime soon. I really don't understand why. I mean, it doesn't. It's a nice day outside, but like, it's also a. They're standing like in the sidewalk in the street. Like, that's not a comfortable place. Is he taking a picture of my car? What? <laughs> oh my what god! What is happening right now? Did he pull his phone out? What he did? He pulled his phone out. What? Okay, did they no, like? I know. Maybe they hit my car and they're like waiting to. But like, I don't care if they hit my car. It looks fine from here. Just go back inside. <laughs> well, also, if it's the front and there was no car in front of you, there's no reason for them to be taking a picture of the front of your car. You know? Yeah. Unless they pulled into a driveway. There and, like the car. There are no driveways here. We don't uh, have driveways. Oh, J.K. I don't know Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, dude, I don't know. This is reminding me of. There's a truly excellent thread on Twitter. Of, I mean, it's it's the most LA thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it was uh these two. It was this girl, this person. Excuse me, this person in their apartment, mm-hmm. and um, they were like, look, like just stationed, like posted up, kind of like what I assume you are right now, like. <laughs> their window just like looking just out pulled a chair up to the window and it was yeah. sitting creepily in it <laughs> oh literally it's just like truly this person with their phone like up against the window like oh my god this is happening so it starts yeah. with it's like truly such a journey it basically it's basically a parking duel it's amazing it starts with these two cars that like one there's one spot on the street and one car tries to back into it and this other car jams their nose into the spot so that car can't back up i think dad was just talking about this is dad on twitter (laughs) wait what if dad is on twitter i'm gonna lose my goddamn mind (laughs) oh my god okay well no i'm gonna text him immediately about that afterwards oh my god yeah so okay if you've already heard this i'm so sorry but now i feel like i have to finish it for everyone else (laughs) guys look it up it's so great basically it's just like this person watching this car parking duel for like over two hours like it goes back and forth like they never hit each other but they basically like one of them cuts the other one off and they're both kind of halfway in the spot and they stay there for literally like over an hour and then like one of them I can't remember it's just like it's just like so funny watching them but neither of them get out they like put their flashers it's like each little tweet is like an update of like okay they've put their flashers on okay uh sunset is happening and no one has moved okay like now this is happening okay now this is happening and then finally like in the biggest plot twist of like the most mundane but amazing thing the car in front of the one that is basically one of the cars it was only one spot but one of the cars that was parked so not the two that's like in the battle just leaves and so then both of them can park and so it's this like whoa like ridiculous (laughs) moment and then and then it like continues on for another hour because they're both like clearly too embarrassed to get out of their cars so it's like a standoff for like who can get out of their car and do this like parking walk of shame first oh my god it's 
so funny. Deb was talking about that? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I wonder if it was covered by because dad does like to feel very up on things. So I wonder if like, you know, like BuzzFeed covered it or something and he because I would I would expect dad to like see a news like a headline or something. I wouldn't expect him to actually be on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he saw it like on Twitter. It sounded like it was covered by some news thing and he had like read it somewhere oh okay um well yeah could not recommend that twitter thread highly enough (laughs) Uh, you should definitely go look that up um i relate very hard okay are there any updates what's happening with your car no they're still just out there chatting i'm starting to think that they're just like they just picked a weird spot to have a chat but i I still don't like that they're that close to my car. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It is weird. Like, Did... it, it wouldn't be that, I guess it wouldn't be that weird if they were, like, both on the sidewalk, but they just, they are moving around so much that they keep getting, like, really close to my car, and I keep waiting for, the, like, one of them to, like, sit on it or something. Or, like, slide across it like a 60s cop, like yeah. a 70s cop TV show. Yeah, for sure. Something like that. Hmm. So did one of them end up taking a picture of your car? I can't tell if he's taking pictures of my car or if he's just, like, trying to get a good angle to look at his phone because it is very sunny outside. Oh, okay. So he could just be, like, trying to show his friend something or they could be taking pictures of my car. I don't know. Or they could be taking pictures down the street, like, over my car. Okay, follow-up question. I have a lot of questions. Okay, great. Is something happening on or around your car that is worthy of a Twitter thread because are you going to find your car on Twitter later and dad talking about it like Um, this other Twitter thread I mean the street is pretty empty there's like an empty trash bag like blowing down the street but that is the only piece of action that is is aside from these two guys does this person feel like a plastic bag twisting through the wind wanting to start again are those the words maybe yeah Katy Perry Okay, well, I feel like I am asking you a lot of questions you probably don't have the answers to. <laughs> I have no answers to anything. I bet if I opened my window, I could maybe hear their conversation. Oh my god, follow-up question. Yeah. Can you open your window and just shout, Hey, take it away from my car! And, like, brandish something at them? <laughs> um, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah hey so you kids I, can hey, you just like kids. scream like you're an old woman <laughs> get off my lawn get off my property <laughs> i mean they're in the, the street and the sidewalk so they're literally not on any part of anything that is even remotely mine <laughs> even remotely like not public property hmm. yeah. yeah for sure all right well I don't know what else to tell you. I don't know that I have any more follow-up questions. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the street has been empty. Like, there have been, like, a couple of people that pass by and, like, a couple of cars that pass by. But it's been empty enough for long enough that, like, if they were going to do something to my car, like, they would have had time by now, you know? Yeah, they're only drawing more attention by being out there for that long. (laughs) I mean, not that I think anyone cares in this neighborhood we care i care it's my car yeah but also i don't know it's not really like a i mean maybe they're just mad that i parked like in front 
of the because I get a little cranky sometimes when um so we have like the our row homes are on like a hill and so all of the entrance ways have like sidewalks so there's like the main sidewalk and then there's sidewalks that go like up the hill and to the like entrance ways of the row home and so each like individual sidewalk up to the doors have stairs Mm -hmm. and so I get a little cranky sometimes when like my downstairs neighbor parks like right in front of like both of our stairs (laughs) and I'm like really you could have just you know like made a little extra room for like another car because when you do that there's always like half a car length in front of them and like half a car length behind them and then like every car is spaced with like half a car length Uh, you know so like the whole road is full but like 10 extra cars could have parked there if everyone had just like pulled up a little bit yeah that is annoying that's pretty universally annoying I was just complaining about that yesterday too so like maybe they're complaining about that but like I parked when no one else was on the street so everyone else did wrong things around me (laughs) (laughs) I know that's the thing I always check myself because I feel like whatever car I'm actively mad at I try to like like work backwards in my head and be like whatever happened to that car when that car was parking there was another car that was the actual wrongdoer like yeah it always seems like it's never gonna start with that the car that you're mad at it was like always unfortunate circumstances yeah around it right yeah exactly and oh oh they're breaking up they're breaking (gasps) up they're moving where are they moving (laughs) what's happening they're on the move are they moving towards you oh god oh god oh god Uh, so my neighbor looks like he's, okay, they're just, like, a street length apart now. They're still talking. (laughs) Oh, my God. These are just, like, bros, like, looking for a barbecue. Like, no. Yeah. No, that's a, they're, they just, like, must have both parked at the same time and, like, ran into each other. All right. So my neighbor is coming back into his house, and the other guy that was walking dangerously close to my car is now getting into his car, which was parked across the street. (laughs) oh okay was that the one that was in the street earlier no it's always been parked across the street in the wrong direction he must have just like seen my neighbor outside and like pulled up and been like hey bro what's up oh wow one of them was waiting for the other one to like invite them in for a beer but it just didn't happen and so now they're awkwardly breaking up for the rest of their sunday yeah oh and the baltimore police just drove down my street maybe that's why they're breaking up (laughs) (laughs) oh god or maybe they just patrol my neighborhood more often than I think they do. Oh anyway, God. my car is safe. <laughs> or maybe Chuni called the cops and was like, I'm not. These bitches are talking about this for too long. I'm yeah. just going to call to be safe. Right. Next mystery. Where is my cat? <laughs> oh, God. He's in the cop car just waving at you. He's <laughs> like, I'm over here. Find Hi. me. Uh, I'm Chuni. Oh, wait. Is he in my laundry basket? Oh, yeah, of course. He's in my laundry basket on top of my fridge. <laughs> oh, on top. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, we cannot even talk about the book today. Why is your laundry basket on top of your fridge? <laughs> you have so much going on. <laughs> you are the mystery today. <laughs> it's me and my life. <laughs> <laughs> so my washing machine is in my kitchen. <laughs> okay. 
and I have two laundry baskets, one for my clothes, and then the one on top of my fridge for all of my dirty kitchen dish rags. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. That makes a little more sense. Yeah. And Chuni likes to, he likes to get up on top of my fridge and he's discovered that laundry basket. And when it's full of dirty things, he likes to sleep in it. Oh yeah. That was not the mystery to me because <laughs> my cats love the top of fridges and laundry baskets. And if yeah. they were combined, they would lose their goddamn mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should try it someday. He really enjoys it. <laughs> Lola. Oh, oh, you know, going back to the cat who, that's a little bit like, you know, how uh, Coco in um, uh, the cat who could read backwards used to sit, he used to have his little bed on top of the oh, fridge. Oh, yeah, his little bed. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Chuni is so sleepy right now, but he's like trying to see what's going on. <laughs> he's mm-hmm. like, he can't even sit up straight. He's wobbling. <laughs> oh, I love when they do that. Shadow does that. He just like sits so still but then is falling asleep and so he'll do the like side wobble thing yeah it's so Uh funny oh buddy don't do that on top of the fridge and fall off all right well (laughs) welcome to paranormal captivity guys where we uh are the local neighborhood watch in both baltimore and los angeles (laughs) where where we solve our own (laughs) non-mystery where we can make a mystery out of anything (laughs) oh god well, we should eventually get to talking about the book because, man, a lot happens in the book today. Yeah, no, it's true. I feel like uh, we didn't have quite as much to talk about in the the first two sections, but this one, oof. Yeah, which is crazy because be there were, recap. yeah, because there were murders in the first two sections and now there was no murder, but like, I don't know that I can, like, linear. basically I'm saying I don't think we're going to be able to do this linearly but I think we can like hit all the gossip points of like what happens because a lot happens that's exactly what happened a lot of gossip yeah lots of gossip um oh so just to recap we are on we're reading the uh Mrs. Murphy uh cozy mystery mystery series by Rita Mae Brown and Sneaky Pie Brown and we're on the very first one called Wish You Were Here which um I just am loving the title more and more because the wish you were here is, it, you know, if you listen to the other two episodes is uh, referencing the fact that everyone that's been murdered so far, two people have been murdered so far and they've each gotten postcards in the mail with like a, like a computer script that just says, wish you were here. And the postcards are of cemeteries and grave sites around the world. Okay. <laughs> yeah, too much. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so we have had two murders so far. We've had uh, Kelly Craycroft, um, mm-hmm. also aka known as many other names by Julia, but <laughs> aka <laughs> Christy Croftwell, <laughs> aka yes, lots of other things, um, and also Maud Bly Modena, the Yankee who has been living in this small Virginia town. Uh, it has also been murdered in the Latin, the previous sections. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this section starts with Maud's uh, funeral, which yes. there are a little bit of fireworks at this funeral. There are, and some violence. Yes, there's some violence. I know. Heaven some forbid. Random or seemingly random face punchings. Yes. Well, just one. Just, yeah. <laughs> take that ass off of there <laughs> yeah 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 i just did that it's for dramatic effect that's yeah. not accurate um 
Yeah, so we get to the the funeral, we start the funeral, and a lot is made of the fact that there are camera crews around from, so apparently, I also realized we haven't talked about the fact that this is in Virginia, like, probably hours from where our parents live. Yeah, didn't they mention, like, Blacksburg at one point? Yeah, they did, yeah. Like, Christiansville or something like that down there in the, so it seems to me like it's probably a pretty small town. Yes. I mean, it's definitely a very small town, but it's probably, like, down south somewhere, like, maybe towards the Appalachian Mountains, maybe towards that little panhandle that we have. Well, it's also, they do say that it's uh, outside of Charlottesville-ish. Oh, I actually don't know where that is. <laughs> I mean, I think it's, like, middle-ish. I know, Julie and I are terrible with, well, like, actual Virginia oh, geography. Okay. Yeah, actually, that makes sense, because isn't Charlottesville UVA? Yes. Okay, yeah, I got that confused with Virginia Tech, which is Blacksburg. We're so. terrible Virginians. We're so sorry, <laughs> everyone. Maybe I shouldn't have brought to it up. To be fair, we're much closer to West Virginia than we are the rest of Virginia. <laughs> we're much closer to, like, three other states than we are yeah. to most of Virginia. We're, we're much closer to West Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. than yes. we are to any other Southern Virginia. Like, the next biggest town in Virginia is probably, like, twice as far as, like, two states and dc <laughs> oh 100 percent. it takes like four hours probably to get out of virginia south but it takes i mean four hours north we would get to like new york city like it's right. crazy yeah. where we are but um yeah so it's a yeah it is this tiny town i've been picturing lincoln i don't know what you've been picturing but <laughs> uh probably similar but like much much more southern i would assume yeah. um and so, yeah, so we start in the, at the funeral, at Maude's funeral. And, um, yeah, so Maude, as much as, like, you know, she apparently was, like, and um, uh, Harry, our main character, Harry, Harristeen, mm-hmm. has even kind of said this in the, um, in her kind of musings during the funeral of, like, you know, she was a Yankee and people kind of gave her a little bit of crap, but, like, she brought a lot to the community, so people were really going to miss her yeah so people are really sad but none more sad than bob berryman who um a little bit loses his mind at the uh the gravesite service so we started the funeral Mm -hmm. not a ton happens there except a lot of talk about the there are a lot of um uh news crews that have come in from charlottesville and richmond and even dc apparently there's also some talk about the funding of the funeral Oh right, yeah, I think which is important. kind of kind of important because yeah. apparently Maud didn't really have any family, or like her next of kin was like far away, or like I don't know, maybe they weren't in touch anymore. And so, what's his name? Josiah. Josiah, <laughs> you knew. What's his name? Could be anyone for you. <laughs> I was gonna guess, but I'm not sure if I would have landed on Josiah. It would have been. It would have been close. Fair, fair. <laughs> but anyway yeah so Josiah and Maude were friends um and so Josiah took it upon himself to like claim the body and like go around town and like take collections for um the funeral and it he made it it sounded like you know everyone was trying to kind of like keep it private who gave what but he made it like very public um, right yeah because then so, everyone immediately knows that what everyone gave yeah and so everyone kind of like gave as much as they could it sounded like everyone was like pretty generous as like far as they can be in like a tiny town like that but then bob 
good old Bob gave yep. like a thousand dollars and was like, Shh, don't tell my wife. Which of course everyone's like, uh, yeah, we're telling your wife. <laughs> yeah, that like, is that's salacious. Not gonna, <laughs> not gonna stay a secret ever. That is the height of gossip. Yeah. Yeah, so he does, um, and he does a little bit of that, too, at the funeral, well, at the gravesite service, so we get the, you know, sort of accounting, just people recounting the accounting, if Mm -hmm. you will, at the funeral, and then we do actually go to the gravesite service right after that, and it's a pretty short little scene, but it is uh, pretty eventful, because um, Bob, it's kind of described as, like, his wife, Bob and his wife, Linda, who... Um, we don't really know anything about who hasn't really been in this at all so far. Um, they're kind of sitting together and it's described that Linda looks more like stiff and kind of upset than she does actually sad about Maud. Mm-hmm. And so then, but Bob starts sobbing like really, really sad, just like loses it a little bit. And Josiah goes over to comfort him mm-hmm. and Josiah kind of says something to him, which we don't hear until a little bit later um and bob just fucking socks him in the face yeah poor josiah r.i.p his nose yeah yeah r.i.p his and it's there is a because small town there was a doctor on site too who was like all right come with me we'll like reset your nose and see what's going on and he's like but you're gonna gonna have some like nasty uh black eyes tomorrow so he 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 like gets taken care of but i think he also like milks it because then a couple days later and this is like skipping a few things that we'll go back to, but uh, he like in the same way that everyone goes to Boom Boom's house because like decorum says that, you know, they have to go and like pay their condolences after Kelly has died. Mm-hmm. It's almost super similar because everyone like has to go to Josiah's to like pay their respects and be like, we're so sorry this happened. And it's like literally RIP your face, I guess, because you're doing the same thing that happened to someone who actually died. And he, like, definitely well, feels like he's milking it. Because he's, like, laying I out. mean, is that for his face? Or is that because he claimed Maud's body? And that's, like, his, like, he's the one who gets the party because she's now his dead person? Oh, maybe. Oh, now I feel bad. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. <laughs> I mean, they weren't, like, so he and Maud were not together. I feel like we should, this is, like, hinted at, but not really, like, said outright ever it sounds like josiah is gay yes well and so uh, we do get a hard f word later that i don't appreciate but also is the only we do but that yeah i mean that is from uh, someone who i would expect could potentially be throwing out that word for anyone and is not potentially accurate that's probably true that's a good point yeah so we don't get anything from him from josiah himself like no one has conversations with him about it but it is hinted at so he and mod were more just like really good friends they like there's definitely no like romantic connection there yeah um so that's like i guess that if if that changes the way that this relationship is seen at all um it, it is probably important because she does have romantic relationships with other people in the town right which we kind of have been building up to for a while and our suspicions are definitely corroborated um, Mm -hmm. a Mm -hmm. little bit later in this section um 
but yeah so Josiah in that way you're right it like isn't suspicious in the way that they might have had a a romantic relationship but it is suspicious business-wise because Mm -hmm. he does very quickly you know and like he sells it really well he says like oh like Maude would want me to run her business and like she would you know come get me from beyond the grave if I didn't make a profit and everyone is kind of like wow that's like really nice but also you're making a profit yeah, right because her store is very successful right and she seems to be doing very successful which we know from the last section that there might have been some suspicious activities it could have potentially been not necessarily her store that was making the money right yeah it looked a little suspicious him taking over the business because she actually did she didn't leave the company to him he is asking to buy it um yeah. because she but I mean like she probably didn't have a will oh no she, she did did she yeah she did because that's part of that whole scene last time when we saw Ned Susan's husband um oh, right, who apparently right, right. is the lawyer yeah. who has no money yeah um and then he's telling Josiah like when Josiah's asking him about it um and he says we can definitely look into it. Like, I, I don't think that'll be a problem because she gave everything to the MS foundation because apparently she had a brother who had MS. And so she, that was like a real soft yeah. spot for her. And so she gave everything to this foundation, this nonprofit foundation. And uh, basically Ned was saying like, I don't think they'll, I mean, they probably need the money more than they need to like run a store. Right. So, it's probably fine if you buy them out, which, you know, is fine, but also not exactly what he is specified in her will. Yeah. Well, it's fine so far until we find out anything else later. I'm yeah. just making allowances <laughs> for people who could be murderers. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh-huh. So where should we go next in all of these infinite number of things that happen? Um, well, a couple of things happen at Josiah's party. Right. Some things we don't find out until later yeah no for sure um so there's like a couple of hmm what happens first the only thing that I really remember that we like see at the party is Harry confronts little little Mim again little little Marilyn little Marilyn there's only one Mim (laughs) little Mim's daughter yes yes (laughs) little whoever yeah, so Harry confronts her again, and she uh, turns out to be quite the spitfire when confronted not in front of her mother. Yeah, she gets really, uh, really fiery, yeah, because she, like, at first is like, Harry, don't talk to me about this. My mom's, like, right over there and can hear you. And then Harry's like, well, like, I don't really care. Your brother loves you. I really like your brother. Which, that's actually the first time that we get anyone saying that they like the brother, because before it was mostly just like oh this poor guy like blah 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 but Harry actually goes out of her way now to say like I really like him I think he's great I mean not that we thought there was anything wrong with him before but we just get like a little bit more of like it seems like Harry's actually friends with him mm-hmm. um, and then Harry does kind of talk pretty straight to her and she's like I don't think you're really living your own life like I think you're living your mom's life like really if you want your brother to come just stand up and do it and then she even does go as far as to be like you oh because um 
little Marilyn says like, well, you don't understand. Like as soon as I marry this guy who we've never met, um, as soon as I marry this guy, I can do whatever I want. And she's like, you don't have to marry someone to do whatever you want. So they get into this little argument of like, you know, Harry basically just, you know, kind of, cause Harry's obviously in a place too, where she's just divorced or she's in the process of divorcing fair. So this is like kind of near and dear to her heart. I think of kind of being like, you know, I don't want you to feel trapped the way that I felt trapped. And like, you don't have to, you can be yourself and do what you want to do and not be married to someone if you don't want to be kind of thing. And um, (laughs) it sounds like little Marilyn is a little too entrenched in like the way that her mother thinks and maybe like, you know, the way society thinks. Although we, we don't really know. I felt like there might've been some kind of clue in the fact that little Marilyn was saying like, well, you don't understand. Like maybe there was something else going on with Mim and like, maybe she's more controlling and crazy than we think. But yeah, little Marilyn kind of turns a little bit and is like, you know, basically telling Harry like, well, you don't have a man now and you know, you're this and that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that gets a little fiery. And then, um, but then that kind of flares down a little bit. And then I think a bunch of people leave, right? Yeah, some people leave. Harry mentions something about the uh, the tunnels because she and the oh. sheriff, I think before this, actually went to go check out the tunnels. Yeah. Or one of them. Right. No, you're totally right. Because she's kind of been giving information to any clues or hints that she has to rick shaw the new sheriff in town which i will say every time (laughs) um and then yeah they actually drive out together to these oh and i found i did you find out what the croset's first name is christy no (laughs) claudius 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 croset so yeah so they like because of all the papers she doesn't quite admit yet that she stole the papers, but she does admit that she that she thinks that the history of the town has something to do with the murders. Mm-hmm. And so Rick Shaw is immediately on board and is like, yeah, I actually think so too. And um, they ride out to the tunnels together, which apparently there are like four tunnels. So they go to one and they don't really find anything. Yeah, they just find like, it's like weeded over. Yeah, like, kind of overgrown and there's nothing really going on. It doesn't look like anyone's been there in a while. Yeah, there is like a little historical plaque or something that like says when it was built, but that's about it. Yeah. You know, it's funny because going back to the party, so it comes up at the party because there's like a couple paragraphs where it's like, you know, this flare up is happening with little Marilyn and uh, Harry. And then it kind of goes through this whole thing of like, fair was there and so it was like fair didn't love harry anymore but he you know knew all of her patterns and knew that she was about to really tell off little Marilyn. so he came to her rescue but i feel like what he actually says is not really coming to her rescue because he no it was like more in flaring <laughs> yes right it's like he not so casually insinuates that she's like either having an affair with the sheriff or the sheriff is suspecting her of murder because fair goes Oh, hey, Harry, why were you in Rickshaw's cop car? I saw you guys like speeding out of town together, which is not a saving comment. That is. No, I didn't think it was either. It was like, are you uh, trying to make her matter? Right. <laughs> like it's changing the subject, but it's not really changing it to like a less abrasive one. Yeah, I know. Exactly. 
Um, but she doesn't seem too put off by it because she just pretty quickly is like, oh, well, I actually think she kind of is really open about it, too, which I thought was interesting because she's also the one that's been like, we should. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like any bit of information we give, the murderer could find out because the murderer is probably one of us and like we should all keep yeah. it to ourselves. And I feel like at that point, she, I think it was in there that she was like, oh, I shouldn't have said that, you know, like she. Oh. When I think there, like, one of the next sentences was, like, she didn't think about, like, or, like, she knew that she shouldn't have said anything, but she did anyway, you know? Right. Yeah, that's a good point. I must have missed that. Yeah. It might not have been there, but I feel like that happened. Oh, no. Dropped my phone. Sorry. (laughs) I feel like like that happened a couple of times in this section where everyone's like, keep it hush, hush. And then, like, whoever is saying that also is the one to, like, tell the rest of the town. Well, yeah, it it happens in that same exact party because it doesn't really matter. I don't think it matters that we tell you now that later Mrs. Hodgendauber, that Mrs. Hodgendauber actually goes to Harry later and says that after the first wave of people left that party, she does kind of the same thing. And then as Maude is brought up in this smaller group of people at Josiah's party, um, someone mentions something about like taxes. And then uh, Mrs. Hodgendauber, who's been looking at Maude's books that they secretly Xeroxed and none of it's making sense. And she thinks that she's like cheating the IRS and blah, blah, blah. Maybe doing like illegal business. Um, Mrs. Hodgendauber makes a snarky comment that's like, oh, well, like, I can't remember exactly what the joke is, but she's basically like snarky about like, oh, well, she's like, she would do that, like, do something like that. Or she's, you know, was making more. I can't remember. Yeah, it was basically like a she setup just, and a she tea said, Yeah, she just said like, oh, well, may as like, just as well that she's gone now because the IRS would have caught her eventually. Oh, which is actually I mean, it's morbid, but it's a little funny. Yeah. <laughs> After I just had to pay like over a thousand dollars to the IRS, so I'm a little, no. little bitter towards them. Yeah, gotta hear IRS. Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> they um, yeah. So we find that out later, but that happens at the same party. So yeah, you're right. There are a lot, a lot of people being like, "Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. This is a secret." I think they're just so used to gossiping. I think it's such small town. Mm-hmm. you know mentality that I think it's just they're so used to being like and like trying to pull like I, and I think too the only way they know how to get information I mean granted Harry knows how to like sleuth and Mrs. Hodgendauber is kind of doing that with her but I think a big way that a lot of small towns know how to get information is is by dropping little hints like that and seeing how people react and getting any other information in the way that people like respond or say things or don't say things or, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I don't think she was doing that this time. I think she was just being her normal gossipy self. Yes. I know. A hundred percent agree. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. One of my favorite things that happens this chapter is, I don't know if this is next, but I also feel like a lot of this doesn't really necessarily matter. Like linearly mm-hmm. um, is that, so one of the things I think we had kind of not been mentioning this before just because it seemed like an outlier but that Mim has a boat called Mim's Vim oh yeah that she like I think we might have mentioned this in the first section oh maybe that she likes to to take out on her like pond (laughs) yeah she takes out this big boat on like a tiny little body of water she wears like super nautical themed like a captain's hat and striped shirt and like pedal pushers 
and she like it basically her and her friends just go out and drink and like hang out and play cards and which I actually think is delightful and have done similar things with my friends (laughs) (laughs) Um, but she does get a lot of flack for it because she's um, somewhat of a villain right now because she's pretty annoying and uh, so she but and she's doing it with like a very highfalutin like she invites specific people because she wants things out of them and she just makes a big deal about it Um, but she takes a group of people out onto her boat and uh, so the group of people is a couple that I don't know that I've met before. And then Mrs. Hodge and Dauber and Mim all go out together. Little Marilyn is like on the dock sunbathing. And um, as they're out there like drinking, they're all like pretty drunk too. Because their mm-hmm. reaction time is really slow. But they basically are like look down and are like, huh, should there be water up to our ankles? <laughs> And they're like, oh, no, should we bail this out? Then they all start to panic. They all start dropping fuck bombs everywhere. And uh, some of them can't swim, too. In particular, I think Mrs. Hodgendauber couldn't swim. I think she's the only one who couldn't swim. Oh, was she? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they all start panicking and yelling at each other. And so they finally get, they're far enough out that it was hard to get little Marilyn's attention. But also, like little Marilyn was like looking at them the whole time and yeah and like could not be bothered you know to be honest she is like very suspicious to me right now you know that this moment in particular made her very suspicious to me yeah it was yeah it was the postcard for me that made her very suspicious what was the postcard Harry's postcard you you think little Marilyn's attached to that um so right after Josiah's party sorry to derail your boat incident no, but no. I mentioned it so. no mystery about <laughs> I, feel like I, I the... feel like I should finish this so right after Josiah's party Harry gets a not a graveyard postcard but she gets a postcard in the same like type print that the murderer uses and it's like a beetle and it says don't bug me right yeah oh and like she she had like dropped a couple of like you know she did like bug a couple people at that party and dropped like that hint about the um going with the sheriff to the tunnel but like little marilyn was the only person i could think of at that party that she was like actively having an argument with that's a great point i had not thought of that yeah Hmm. so that's when she became suspicious to me and then yeah the boat thing also i was like "Mm, she's walking pretty slow with her mom like panicking in the uh, like sinking ship (laughs) yeah literally so yeah that's the part that i got really suspicious about because they're like the boat is sinking like far enough out that they will have to swim like you know 100 yards or so like to come back into the onto the dock and little marilyn is standing on the dock watching the boat sink them yelling at her and then she doesn't even acknowledge them she just turns and walks casually towards their house and it turns out she does get um i forget shoot what it jim jim Sanborn. yeah she gets her dad and someone else well rick so rick is actually there too the sheriff is with jim because jim's the mayor so they were talking and um you know kind of going over the whole case while everyone is like drunkenly out on a boat or ignoring (laughs) their mother sinking yeah and uh yeah and so she does go get help but it seems very like grudging and then at the end of that chapter i just loved that like the little addendum at the end of the chapter was that little Marilyn when asked was said that she was just so traumatized by the idea of her mother sinking in a boat that she couldn't like 
gather her wits to like actually act so that's why she was acting so sluggish and slow but i mean mm-hmm. that seems like a likely mm-hmm. story likely story indeed <laughs> i'm not buying it little Marilyn. no me neither little Marilyn. what's going on with you yeah little Marilyn, who's marrying someone that we have not met i know and seems like i mean it seems like she's just getting married to someone that like her mom picked for her yeah but it it has been mentioned like several times in this section that no one's met him true yeah and so i feel like that is making that's like driving the point home is making the whole marriage very suspicious like did did her mom even pick him does he even exist oh we don't know that i did a little bit resent there was one moment where um people were kind of gossiping about his name is Fitzgerald and uh, they're kind of gossiping about him. And they were like, if he were any quieter, like blah, 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 like sassy comment, like basically being like, he's so quiet. And I was like, okay, but like give the introvert a break. If he's really just quiet, like that's not a thing to be mad about. Or maybe he's quiet because he doesn't exist. Maybe he's quiet because he's full of secrets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hello again. <laughs> I'm not even going to say hi. I'm just going to (laughs) laugh. Oh, my God. I literally was just saying. I don't know if you even heard me saying it. First of all, that was so abrupt. That was (laughs) probably the cleanest, most jarring break that we've ever had in recording. And secondly, I had just been, like, about to change the subject and be like, oh, I feel like we're doing a really good job of, like, hitting on all the. And I literally had just been like, oh, I don't want to jinx us. And then was like, wait, hello? (laughs) i'm sitting on my bed and i just like dropped my phone on my knuckle and picked it up and was like oh no (laughs) did your knuckle hit like directly onto the stop recording button yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh god anchor just did it real fast and they were like oh god we just got like punched to tell not to like stop this recording (laughs) oh god sorry anchor we do love you (laughs) oh my god um i mean all of that said i do feel like we're hitting all the there was there was just so much good gossip in this one there was a lot of good gossip um was one of the next things yeah what else happened right i totally forgotten about harry getting that postcard Mm -hmm. um i think i mean it was overshadowed in the end by um mrs hot 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 yep (laughs) nailed it (laughs) Hajin Dauber? Hajin That's how I've been saying it. I don't know if that's right or not. Yeah, but... I don't know either. I haven't been saying it because I just look at words and don't say them in my head. <laughs> well, they actually call her Mrs. H, so you could call her Mrs. H, too. Mrs. H. Also, let's take a moment for Mrs. H because who would have thought that she became such a big component in this book? I would not have guessed that. Yeah, maybe she's the murderer. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but... My theory that I mean that's true. It would be. I I feel like there's actually a case for like literally everyone in this cast of characters, and that's I mean that's kind of the point that the sheriff makes by the end. He's like asking Harry who knows about like all these different things, and she's like, um, this person and this person. He's like, God damn it, Harry. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, which I also want a shirt of. God damn it, Harry. (laughs) (laughs) Um. 
but yeah he actually is saying like who else knows and she's saying oh well like mrs hodgendauber and susan my best friend but that's basically it and then they were like and you know there was something that susan did that made me a little suspicious too only like a tiny Uh bit i can't remember what it was though Mm -mm. well either way my suspicions are also peaked for still for rob the mailman Oh, because we find out that he is also racist in this section. Yeah, we do find out that he is also racist. Because, but the, the gen- it, gentle kind is that what she called it? She called oh it something that I was like, "What the hell is that?" Yeah, I think it's. I think it is that thing of like it is kind of '90s vocabulary. Yeah, I think it means like he's not going necessarily out of his way it's just more of the like ingrained racism maybe of like the culture and the time I mean still not to like disregard that at all because that is still racism but (laughs) it sounded right it sounded more not more maybe casual violent kind not that Mim is violent but she is quite she's more aggressive about it out there in her opinions yes or as it sounds like Rob it just kind of comes into conversations Right, because he basically how it comes out with him is that he's talking with Harry about little Marilyn and the wedding, and I think Harry's saying like, "Oh yeah, I got really into it with little Marilyn because I said that she should um, invite her brother." Mm-hmm. And he, Rob, basically says something like, "Oh man, that staff. His name's Stafford, um, the the brother uh, that is no longer in touch with the family," and is like. Oh yeah, Stafford, but like you can't do things like that and not expect like a, a retaliation and it's like oh, well, I can you is that, that what you should expect? No. Yeah. No, no, no. Right. So but there was something else too. I can't remember what else that conversation had because that obviously was like the biggest part that I was like, Oh god, did I read that right? I did. Oh yeah. No. yeah. Um but I feel like there was something else in that conversation that I was just like you know, yet again, it would be so easy for him to deliver those postcards. And wasn't it that, Uh-oh, was it that time yeah. when he's delivering them that, like, it's right after that that Harry gets her, don't bug me? Um, hmm. I can't remember. Cause Harry got the don't bug me pretty early on. It was right after Josiah's party. Was that conversation also? I mean, it might have been right after Josiah's party because they were talking about the conversation that she had with little Marilyn. Right. I think, yeah. I yeah. think it might have been. Yeah. Yeah. So it could have been. Yeah, for sure. Oh, should we? I feel like the cat, the um, animal dynamic doesn't really come into it until about halfway through this segment. Um, but I guess we could veer to them right now, too, because they had had a little bit going on, too. They did have a little bit going on. They had, what did they have first? The smoothie? (gasps) Oh my god, I'd forgotten all about that. And that was like the main point that I was going to tell you because I was right. Yeah, you were. How do almonds smell like turtles? I don't know because that, I even couched it with that because I had thrown that out as like a, (laughs) I know almonds smell like cyanide supposedly, but also I don't know how almonds smell like turtles. Also, that's That's not like, it's not new information because we already know they died by cyanide. Right. That's what I was going to say too. It like makes it less interesting because... Right, exactly. We already know that. We so just jumped right into this without explaining to it. <laughs> no, <laughs> without explaining oh God, what we're talking sorry. about. Sorry. Yeah. So we all know that Harry likes weird snacks, aka cottage, <laughs> cottage cheese and lettuce wraps, <laughs> which we're questioning. 
but yes. she she made a like like a milkshake it sounds like like ice cream and milk and like something else but she threw almonds in there which like mm-hmm. wait, might be good I don't know I've never blended almonds with ice cream before but they make good toppings so why not that's true that's true um but yeah so she she like blends that all up and Tucker starts getting really excited he's like oh my god she oh I always think that Tucker's I know, a boy I keep doing but that too, actually yeah just my own background in gendered names I guess hard yeah. to break the habit but Tucker's no, a girl I, anyway yeah wrong pronoun sorry everyone yeah sorry, um, Tucker. T- sorry Tucker yeah so she's like oh my god I know that smile like that's it I've like found it and so she and Mrs. Murphy get on the counter and start like sniffing around all of the ingredients and it turns out it's the almonds they're like oh yeah, yeah. Like, that's like it doesn't really smell like turtles but also the smell of like whatever was in the patch of murder smell also didn't smell exactly like turtles like this is pretty close yeah like it was a little bit it was vindicating only because I had said it earlier but it's a little (laughs) bit disappointing because it is like it is like the animals and the humans it is true they're having like two separate investigations Mm -hmm. but it is also like I had thought that they were so far ahead in the investigation and that you're right like we had talked about all the you know ridiculous things that it could be but I really did think that their smell was going to lead to something else but right yeah something borrowed something blue (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah you know the animals didn't hear that they were murdered by cyanide that the two that Kelly and Maud were murdered by that they were poisoned first they just knew like what the murder was or like how the bodies right. were found so it is like they are sleuthing their way through this and i mean we know as people that cyanide smells like almonds according to tv because i've never actually smelled cyanide before well apparently too sorry it's a little little interjection here but mm-hmm. i did just find out and i can't remember where I heard this probably in all, any of the true crime that I immerse myself in constantly <laughs> um but I did actually hear recently that cyanide um that only like 50% of the population can actually smell that it's kind of like the you know cilantro thing of like oh. some people think it tastes like soap but like mm-hmm. other people think it tastes great but it's like only it does smell like that to certain people, but it only smells like that to actually like a, a much smaller percentage of hmm. people. Like everyone smells it like that. Interesting. Because I think it's actually odorless to other people. Ew. Which is a little scary. Yeah, I don't like that. Well, yeah. it's kind of like um, like ga- the gas, like cooking gas and like all like whatever. That's the the, the kind that kills you. <laughs> right yeah 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 yeah. oh my god why am I having so much trouble with this apparently that's odorless too people just add smell to it so that we can smell it if it leaks right yeah that's right I think I had heard that yeah also terrifying Mm -hmm. but yeah it is but you know what I did just think so maybe it is important that they know separately because it is only rickshaw right now that knows that the cyanide killed people and like maybe the fact that the animals know maybe they'll be able to because right now they're trying to find a way to tell harry to like let harry know that they've kind of linked all of these things Mm -hmm. and it is probably important for harry to get that information as opposed to rickshaw just keep it because you know what i just thought rickshaw is new in town 
rickshaw could be a part of this illegal operation and it's he could true anyone be could be a part of it yep and he could be keeping the information to himself not to keep it from the murderer but to like just not tell people yeah i mean maybe it could be anyone at this point true yeah yeah so it, it, i mean it probably is good that the animals know because now they at least have like a smell that they can follow or yes. search for right but they already have right. that like they don't need to link it to almonds well but they could be instrumental now in like whoever the killer is in whatever next incident i'm assuming might try might either happen or be about to happen and might be stopped they could now like they could be helpful in like stopping that now because they know the smell yeah but they knew the smell before it doesn't matter that it smells like almonds to them yeah (laughs) i guess so i don't know it just i I wanted it to be a golf ball. <laughs> I know you did. I know. I wanted Not it to everything be, be golf balls. <laughs> also, I just don't understand how almonds smell like turtles. Maybe the shell? Because they both <laughs> have shells. <laughs> I feel like that's a stretch, but I love it. <laughs> oh, God, that's funny. <sighs> yeah. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> So, yeah, mostly for the animals, they spend this section trying to trying to clue Harry into things that they've figured out and she hasn't yet, yeah. including... I like they recreated the murders with birds and moles. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was a bit drastic. <laughs> this I is slightly even, morbid. What were they even trying to convey to her with that? That the two murders were linked which we already know that they were working together maybe oh that's what it was that Maud and kelly were working together which yeah. it is true that um harry already suspects that because she then goes to um boom boom's house boom mm-hmm. so boom boom now has to oh there's another piece of gossip okay sorry we have to back up a little bit too <laughs> before harry goes to boom boom's house we get this moment where not, we get another um, point of view shift. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's as Fair is that Fair is a veterinarian. I don't know if we said that before. Um, Fair is a vet. And so he's coming out of like a horse surgery and is like patting himself on the back because he's the greatest horse surgeon in Virginia, apparently. The fetus surgery. It was. It was a fetus horse surgery. And it was like, this horse is going to be worth hundreds of thousands, like blah, blah, blah. Which is true. Virginia is horse country. There's like a lot of very crazy expensive horses. Yeah, that is true. Maybe that's part of the cook in the books. Maybe they're doing horse shit. Oh my god, the illegal horse ring. (laughs) Wait. No, I'm actually so into that. Maybe. Horses are very expensive. You know, If they're like bred properly. I hate that, but also it's true if they no, like come the way, from the yeah. thoroughbred line i mean they do they're worth quite a bit okay wait i actually kind of hope it's that because is it bad that like i actually to at this point with like you know mysteries and things that kind of you know even like true crime things i watch on tv mm-hmm. when it comes down to it being drugs i actually it's kind of boring it's boring and i kind of just get sad because i'm like that's a real intense problem that's- that like so many people are addicted it makes me <laughs> think real. of all that right it's so real and it's so like yeah like so many people are addicted and like all of that stuff but yeah oh my god if it were an illegal horse breeding ring 
which is also a serious problem, Eva. I don't, I'm not <laughs> saying that it's not. How dare I? <laughs> oh my God. But then that would also mean that Fair, well, I guess Fair doesn't necessarily need to be part of it. He could just be the vet on the side. Yeah. Hmm. He, this he, is interesting. He just like didn't know what was going on. He's just going around like saving horse fetuses. And That's true. Not, like blissfully getting... clueless. Well, yeah, because he's getting paid really well, so he could definitely be blissfully clueless. Yeah. Well, either way, go. We do get some salacious gossip as he's coming out of horse surgery because he walks out and boom, boom is in his office, his like waiting area, and um which also led me to sorry this is a tangent but i was like imagining it and i was like do you just walk out of the horse surgery room and into your like waiting area that seems yeah can a horse even fit in your surgery area yeah don't you think that should be like in the back and like i don't know anyway i just was anyway um i don't know about horse surgery i shouldn't speak on such subjects uh they are large animals he has to have a large animal clinic so big yeah and when they're pregnant they're probably even bigger i would assume so i that's the way it works right um so yes we walks out and boom boom is waiting for him and is like it starts off like kind of innocently where she's just like hey like i wanted to tell you i was sorry for so this is going all the way back to like i think the first section when everyone goes to boom boom's house to pay their respects for kelly being murdered Kelly blows up at Fair because Fair, I I forget a little bit. It seemed pretty innocuous, but Fair was saying something about like Kelly being a good person, maybe, and she was like, "You don't know him," or you know, some it was something kind of small like that, seemingly small. And then, so she's come to apologize for that, and she's like, "You know, I was going through a lot. I feel really badly about that." And then, it actually is great writing because it it the clues are dropped. It's not like we immediately know that they're having an affair, but the clues are dropped in ways, and it's never actually said, but by the end of the chapter, and that's the end of the chapter, we like do know that they have been having an affair for how long we don't know, but definitely it seems like while Harry and Fair were married. Yeah, something's definitely going on there. Yeah, for sure. And like, potentially going to continue to be going on but like maybe they're on a break right now it's very unclear what their relationship is currently yeah I also guess. were those cop cars for uh for you for and me your and little me, situation for me and Junie <laughs> yeah for you and Junie. yeah has Junie come back from his uh cop ride along <laughs> he was in the laundry basket Eva. oh right that's right I forgot we found him yeah I couldn't walk away from that open window <laughs> it, it is too loud <laughs> oh no i actually thought that as they were riding by i was like probably not a good place for me to sit (laughs) (laughs) but like the rest of my apartment is loud because my laundry machine is going on my dryer is drying ah well you had to post up you had to you know watch your car which i respect you had to give us updates yeah judy oh buddy oh buddy you're so cute oh my cats are still asleep Please put me back on the fridge. (laughs) (laughs) Fridge now. Fridge now. Stop trying to move my basket. (laughs) Okay. Where were we? Oh, so then, okay. So now we know that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And now we go to, so after that, um, Harry goes to Boom Boom's. Oh, so in that 
conversation, we also find out that Harry or Boom Boom is taking over uh, Kelly's construction business. Um, yes. Which then when we get to Boom Boom or um, yeah, Boom Boom's now office, that was Kelly's office is um, when Harry goes to visit and uh, they're talking in her now office. Mm-hmm. And you can tell like as soon as Harry brings up the subject of um, she basically just kind of goes in and is like, hey, would Kelly and Maude ever have been in a legal business together? Like kind of off the bat. And it's like really great. Again, the writing is awesome because her boom, boom, apparently her face just like drops and is like, okay, all right, I'm fine now. Like she clearly thinks that Harry is there to confront her about um, like maybe found out about her and fair, but is, you know, much easier to talk about. Um, you know illegal illegal business yeah. i also thought it was funny that she was like um absolutely not like you can accuse him of cheating on me because probably but like he would never do illegal stuff right yeah because also right exactly because harry also accuses kelly of having an affair with maud and um boom boom's immediate reaction is oh maud's not his type like he probably stepped out on me but not with maud Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah is like no like yeah he would cheat but he wouldn't like do illegal stuff like he's already she did make a good point she was like he's already making a ton of money like or was making a ton of money legally like why would he do mm-hmm. it illegally right which I thought Harry's point to that was a little bit weak because she was like oh he's a rebel like he would really like sticking it to the man but I don't know that didn't really like yeah. fully weigh in for me yeah um but yeah that so then at the end harry does actually kind of turn it around and is like are you sleeping with fair or have you been sleeping with fair and then she does the boom boom does the like really evasive thing of like not answering directly but basically being like harry like here are all the reasons like that is just crazy like blah 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 without ever saying like no i don't think she ever actually says no i'm not yeah i i mean i don't remember <laughs> fair. fair yeah maybe because i don't think that's an important part of the story i mean it probably is but it's not as interesting as the murder yeah <laughs> i definitely don't think it's connected to the murder i think it's mostly just setting up like the small town dynamics because i think yeah you know there are a lot of these books so i think that is the thread of like you know, just setting up the characters probably right. as opposed to like the actual. Yeah. Uh, it's more of a, a backstory than an actual plot point. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I think we're heading towards the end. There are a couple more things like, oh, fair actually to finish up this little little love, not not love triangle, um, anti love triangle. Fair comes into the post office and like basically just bursts in and is like you know i tried to be the best husband to you right and she's pretty immediately like combative too like i think i would have been so taken aback and been like uh uh what i don't know what are you saying but she's kind of like oh did you like she's a little bit ready to fight too and he's like yeah um and then I, I don't think he really says any he doesn't definitely doesn't admit to anything i think he meant to but didn't because he doesn't say anything, but I think as he walks away, he is thinking, like, I, I wish I could have told her, like, it's weighing on me, but I just can't tell her. Yeah. Um, and then I think that might be the morning that she finds the second post, or the third postcard. Yeah, I think that 
Right. I, yeah, that happens. That happens before Bob comes in. Oh, right. Oh, my God. There still are a lot of things. There still are a few things. Oh, man. This section was so jam-packed. It really was. But, yeah, I think I think that now is the postcard time. Yes. The postcard time. Woo! So, yeah, Harry gets her postcard, the, like, don't bug me, which is not a wish you were here. So I think it was more just. But I really don't understand the don't bug me postcard because the murderer doesn't know that she knows about the postcards. Well, the murderer finds probably finds that out, but you're right at that point, probably doesn't know yet. Yeah, and so this murderer sends Harry a like a warning postcard without knowing if she was actually going to get that it was a warning. But I guess it could also technically have been about the tunnels because it is still probably somehow connected to the old timey business and the tunnels. Yeah, um, but she still wasn't it still wasn't a guarantee that she was going to get it right that's true it could I kind of took it as I did I have to admit I did the first time thing when I heard it was like don't bug me like that seems like a not a murdery thing to say but also like right what is that connected to it's very vague but Mm -hmm. I guess I kind of settled on the fact that it was probably just a general like you know in mysteries or thrillers or things there is kind of always like a general like you better stick your nose get your nose out of this you know don't stick your nose where it doesn't belong right. like it could have been that kind of general threat but you're right it does make a lot more sense actually that it would be Marilyn being like stop messing with my business yeah but yeah yeah i guess but yeah i mean even if it was like a keep your nose out of like whatever is going on like she doesn't like we know that she's connected it to the murderer but the murderer doesn't know that she's connected it to the murderer so like when she gets the postcard it's like oh don't bug me okay like who's it from i don't know okay throw it away you know oh my god sorry i just got so distracted because i remembered another little thing that happens postcard related not related to anything else murder wise. oh yeah (laughs) the italy one (laughs) oh my god so harry gets a string of 21 postcards from her friend that's like abroad um who was in i think switzerland before and is now in um italy apparently Mm -hmm. this person sent her 21 postcards so that she could write out a full message to harry (laughs) which is funny but also a lot of work yeah but i think it's funnier because the friend probably knows that harry reads postcards of oh, that's other people. True. That's a good point. <laughs> so it's like not as fun to send her something addressed to her that she can open. Oh, that's a good point. She likes reading other people's postcards. That's a good point. Actually, yeah, that is really funny. And I did also kind of love what the friend had to say, this friend Lindsay, who's like mm-hmm. currently traveling in Europe, because she is like so unimpressed with things that like people <laughs> fucking love, like Venice. Like she gets to Venice fucking Italy and is like, I'm over it. <laughs> She's like, I hate it. It's stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so, like, yeah, they're, like, in the post office, and Susan is there. That's, like, one of the times that Harry is, like, confiding in Susan. And Susan has, like, collected all these postcards and is, like, reading through this, like, very long-ass message that was, like, in 21 (laughs) postcards. Yeah. A 21 postcard salute. 21 postcard salute. Mm. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, So, yeah, that was, but that was neither here nor there, because that's unrelated although i wonder if by the end because one of the cards came from france i wonder if there's any way that that friend ties in at the end where like maybe she's going to france and maybe they can get her to like snoop into like the that actual gravesite or something like that 
maybe not but maybe i'm reaching i mean maybe but i mean i thought all of the i thought we decided that all of the postcards came from town they were just like falsely postmarked yeah that's true but maybe her going there could help prove that somehow yeah i don't know how it would but maybe italy's not like that close to france though yeah that's true I mean, I mean, it, like, kind of is in the grand scheme of things, but... Yeah, it's, it's closer than like... Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. And France is on the way back to Virginia. It is. <laughs> make a layover there from Italy. We shall find out. We shall find out. I do think it's probably not related. I think I'm just, like, my overactive mystery brain is, is moving. Yeah, I, no, I think that was just, like, a little bit of comic relief because it was, I think... The, the point of that was that Harry and Susan hadn't had like a really fun moment together in a while and so they were really realizing that the, like the stress of the murders were getting to them oh that's right because it says like they laughed until they cried and they mm-hmm. right exactly they realized they hadn't laughed in a while yeah um so yeah what else oh yeah so the last little um I guess technically the fourth murder postcard um Harry it it actually I like really like the writing of this book because the chapter starts with Harry holding the wish you were here postcard and she drops it like a you know like it's a hot coal because um, she you know is sorting and then she sees it and is like oh my god and it's addressed to yes. our dear Mrs H Mrs Hodge and Dobbin <laughs> no. <laughs> Hodger Dobbin. Yes. Hodger Dobbin. Hodger Dobbin. Oh my God. Keep going, please. (laughs) Hodger Dobber. Mrs. Lloyd Dobler effect? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, our poor little sneaky uh, Christian y, but also sleuth terrible sleuth yeah which is probably why she got targeted right yeah so they get the postcard and harry obviously like jumps into action immediately calls her runs over to her house and like walks her to the post office calls the police like she's okay mrs hodgenauber at least for now mm-hmm. um but as they're kind of collectively talking about it they kind of put together too the fact that because mrs hodgenauber sort of let slip that she knows more about Maud's books like accounting mm-hmm. books they fit her and Harry think that it was pro they're like kind of trying to thinking that they're narrowing down suspects for the murderer because they think that it could possibly now be one of the people that was left in at Josiah's party when uh not Maud Mrs. Hodge and Dabber, Mrs. H you know made her little slip up so yeah. they've kind of narrowed it down and, and Harry's like had like drilled her a little earlier when mrs h tells her about that and is like who was there like we need to know exactly who was there mm-hmm. and they like little Marilyn was there just saying little Marilyn was there but also so was ned and susan oh i think that was it because i remembered that's what i that's what it was earlier that susan and ned were there and then later when they had that little talk with the sheriff where he was like, why did you tell Susan? And she's like, Susan could never do it. And he was like, I mean, it could be anyone at this point. It could be anyone. Did we ever uh, close out the $500 mystery? Because that was like the first thing that happened in this chapter. Yeah, you know, I <laughs> or in like, this section. I had made a note to talk about that too. And I totally forgot. Yeah, you should solve that mystery. Close it out for us, Jules. Close it out. So it was their son. He sold a credit card and withdrew 500 So it wasn't anything like nefarious. It was just like 
a rebellious teenager wanting money which is a lot of money for a 14 year old to take out of their parents bank account just saying especially without the like I feel like there are a lot of stories out there like even on like the Simpsons like you know Bart will ask for like a specific amount of money because he wants like a skateboard or like like that's a story mm-hmm. I feel like is recognizable but we don't even get that we just get that he withdrew $500 not even like oh I was trying to like buy a hoverboard or like buy a Segway you know obviously not this is the 90s but yeah. you know buy like Heelys <laughs> but, yeah something <laughs> specific that he was going to use that money for yeah. yeah no we don't really get anything that's that's kind of what we get and that he's grounded for the rest of his life until he can pay it back yeah yeah and then there's like a whole little side story about he so he's apparently 14 and he's in love with market shiftlet's daughter courtney courtney that sounds right okay is he in love with her or is she in love with him we don't really get like a back and forth because we only see them together once but she's definitely chasing oh, him around. that's true she's yeah she's definitely in love with him yeah yeah what else so oh so they do pack mrs hodge and dauber off to um they basically we don't actually know the sheriff takes her and is like which actually oh my god now that i'm thinking that the sheriff might be the murderer (gasps) could be potentially terrible thing holy shit we've just delivered poor mrs h into his hands no mrs h oh god poor mrs h if she ends up dead then we'll definitely know it's the sheriff he is not playing a smart in in that way that's true because basically the plan the sheriff lays out is like okay don't tell anyone but you i'm either gonna throw you in jail or you're gonna leave town and you're gonna go to like just literally anywhere but you're not gonna tell anyone and you're gonna like tell everyone that you're going to like your you know son's place in atlanta but you're gonna go to literally anywhere else wherever else yeah Yeah. so you're right that will my God, poor Mrs. Hajinaber. I feel like she's either going to be like comic relief and really fine, like the rest, like towards the end of the story, or mm-hmm. she's going to be dead immediately. <laughs> like, yeah, she's well, in the hot seat right now. Time will tell. She is definitely next on the list. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the sheriff's plan does make sense that you know she is going to leave town, and you know, in theory, if she were leaving town for like any other reason, she's like the town busybody. She would have like. I mean, he said she would have t- taken out an ad in the paper to let everyone know that, like, she's taking an emergency trip. So she would have, like, talked it up for a long time before leaving. So he was like, oh, the murderer is going to, like, know right away that we know about their clue, their postcard clues. Right. So, like, we're hoping that that will kind of either draw them out a little bit or like kind of force them into like making a sloppy decision that we can use to figure out who they are right but he does leave um because obviously this puts harry in a very precarious position because it shows that she now knows about the postcards Mm -hmm. and so rick the sheriff puts um there's a female police officer and i'm forgetting her name i think it's olivia caroline no those are two different names (laughs) i don't don't think it's caroline i thought it started with a c because i read it and was like oh courtney but it wasn't courtney oh oh no her last name is cooper oh okay i think maybe i don't know okay let's call her coop for the sake of um so yeah so she coop stays with harry throughout the rest of this segment and is um uh staying at the post office with her 
And then they make plans for actually towards the end now, because we don't get the dinner party yet. But um, Susan has invited Harry to dinner. And so Harry invites Coop to come with them. Mm-hmm. And then also because the son, Susan's son is there, he also invites Courtney. So it's going to be this like funny. Who is, also just happens to be there. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like, yeah, that'll either get glossed over and it'll be like, we had a great dinner or like something's going to go down at that dinner. Yeah. That'll be important. Um, so, yeah, we'll get that next time. I think the only other thing is that we get uh, Patty coming yeah. on back in, which is maybe our last little cliffhangery thing. I mean, I think it is. Obviously, whether or not Mrs. Hodgendopper's going to die is maybe the right. biggest cliffhanger. That's the, that's the big cliffhanger. But we get another animal cliffhanger. Yeah. So Patty trots back into Mrs. Murphy's life and uh, basically is like, you know, I was high on the, you know, moon and the, you know, I was just going about my business that night and I wasn't really thinking but I do actually have information because Mrs. Murphy the last time they met had been like if you have any information about anything that could help protect Harry or about these murders let me know and uh so Patty waltzes back in well he actually doesn't really waltz he's been asleep and Mrs. Murphy like wakes him up and um then he's like oh I like have more information for you and he says that one of the other four tunnels that um harry and rick did not go to they searched one of the tunnels and then rick says he's going to send police officers to the other three tunnels to check them out but we haven't heard any other information about that yet but patty says one of those other four tunnels he was out you know hunting out by the one of the other four tunnels and a rabbit ran out of one of the tunnels and mrs murphy is like are you sure those tunnels are supposed to be closed like all of them are supposed to be closed like you can't Mm -hmm. get through them and he's like i'm pretty sure it could have come up through like a little rabbit hole but i'm pretty sure it came through the tunnel and so we leave tucker and mrs murphy plotting ways to get harry out to this other tunnel to check it out yeah and I checking think out tunnels checking out little tunnels which i actually just realized too if rick is the murderer then he would obviously have taken her to the wrong tunnel and then just promised to go to the other tunnels and not not had anyone go there that is true that's very true he also took her to the closest tunnel though so i mean yeah that's true just playing devil's advocate he could be innocent that's true that is true well yeah guilty but he also could be innocent oh my god we don't know we'll find out next time we'll find out paranormal captivity (laughs) (laughs) oh my god maybe we should start every episode with previously on paranormal captivity (laughs) will we ever remember what we talked about previously though (laughs) absolutely not so maybe it's a next time next time on paranormal captivity we'll find out the the murderer we will because it's the last section. Yeah, we got one any guesses? Any left. last guesses? Ooh. Oh, I like literally thought you were asking listeners that could not actually answer back. I did not think you were asking me. Um, um, you're the only other person I was. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Um, I don't know. I'm really leaning towards Rick now. Yeah, I think that yeah. would be a good twist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it would and be a good twist they did talk earlier about how they don't really trust politicians and sheriff is uh i think it's usually a 
a position that you run for, right? That it's like uh, an elected. Right. Yeah, that sounds right. So that would be in keeping with the theme of the book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm kind of leaning towards that. I also am like weirdly suspicious of Susan and little Marilyn too, but that could just be like personal small town gossip stuff. Yeah, I'm weirdly suspicious of little Marilyn. Not gonna lie. Yeah. I feel like she's not like from what we've heard of her so far she's like very not murder material you know murderer material but like maybe that's just a cover that's true and she is kind of showing herself to be at least a little bit more fiery than people have given her credit for which I mean obviously doesn't necessarily mean that you're a murderer but it doesn't point in a direction that you are not as maybe having secrets yes exactly although maybe her secret could be that she's planning to get married and like move in with her brother and his wife like maybe they're just gonna have like a little new york family up there and she's leaving her mom like that could be her secret well also what if the secret is that fitzgerald although i feel like the mom would have met fitzgerald at this point but i was just gonna say wouldn't it be like great if it turned out that she was planning to run away with Fitzgerald who was actually like a minority or like, or a woman or someone else that like would infuriate her mom and would like, you're right. Like that would pair with you. Like she could run away to Mm -hmm. live Mm -hmm. with a great life with uh, uh, Stafford and Brenda in New York. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. It'd be hard to get away with a a wedding. I know that's true. Yeah. Without like tipping everyone off. Yeah. Well, guys, send us your theories, too. If you want to yeah. hit us up on uh, social media, let us know what you guys think. Um, and then we'll bring you the next, uh, the next, the conclusion of Wish You Were Here next time. Yes. So thanks for listening, guys. We will talk to you soon. We are, uh, you can always find us in between episodes on social media. We're Paranormal Captivity Pod on Instagram and Paranormal Pod on Twitter. We're on Patreon, and we always want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to our patrons who are so sweet and great. Um, you can search for us, uh, Paranormal Captivity, on Patreon, and then you can find us there. And yeah, again, just thank you, everyone. Um, also, speaking of patrons, one of our patrons did start a uh, Facebook fan page. If you are a Facebooker, which is very sweet because Julie and I are unfortunately not Facebookers. So we are very, it's very thoughtful that someone started that for us. We're really grateful. It's Um, true. Thank you. We don't do the book. We don't do the book. (laughs) We do books, but not the book. Yes. We also do book, which is bread in Albanian. Oh, I do book hard. (laughs) Albanian (laughs) word of the day. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also in my head, in my head, just, I was like, "Don't say this out loud." But then in my head, it was just doing the um, Winnie Winifred Sanderson, the book, <laughs> so hard that I just couldn't not mention it. Um, we're also on Goodreads. We have a Goodreads book club, which is super fun, and uh, we try to stay updated there with all of the um, chapters and sections that we're reading. And um, you can follow along if you're a follow-along reader. Yes. So, any Julia, any last updates on your situation? No creepy people Uh, or normal people out by your car? 
literally no one but some random kid walking a dog has passed by my street or my car in the last like hour so i think we're good okay but that kid and the dog could also be the murderers of our book (laughs) yeah it's true i mean the kid looked like he was maybe like 12 to 14 years old so i think i could take him but okay well you never know i mean that's true maybe maybe he's scrappy his dog looked very friendly though so i don't think that would have put up a fight oh okay the dog is on your side probably yeah the dog's on like everyone's side because (laughs) because it's dog (laughs) because dogs were on everyone's side yeah all right well thanks again guys and we'll talk to you soon pet your cats yes okay bye bye